Thank you. 
Rave is worshiping him because he is worthy of praise and worship. He's sovereign today. The Lord reminds us today that he woke us up to serve him. He woke us up to worship him. And we are here to bless the Lord today. With us and he blesses us every day. We want to thank the Lord for our intercessory prayer, our team today, That's the way it all of these. When one came to keep on somebody, pick up the track and keep on going for the Lord. Hallelujah. And we praise him today for that. And so we uh, today we just gotta move on. We have I we want the spirit to have his way. Amen. Elder Dante Farmer, so good to have our brother. Yeah. Yeah. We give honor to the Lord today, who is the head of all our lives, to our, the angel of the house. God bless you today. Hallelujah. And to all my sisters and brothers in Christ Jesus. If you have been born again, you're my sister and you're my brother. And that makes me excited. We are with the body of Christ today. After that, the scripture and the prayer, we'll have a song. Then we'll have the pastor's observation, pastoral observation. Then we'll have praise and worship where we can all, again, continue, not start, but continue to pray for the Lord. Amen. Then we'll have God's spoken word today by our own pastor. After that, you know it's first Sunday. We get to commune together, and we just praise God for blessing us to be here. Amen. We are blessed to be here. So bless the Lord, and we'll proceed accordingly. Join yourselves accordingly. Amen. I will bless the Lord at all times. Oh, Heavenly Father, we thank you for allowing us to rise. Oh, Heavenly Father. Oh, Heavenly Father, this third day of September, oh, Heavenly Father, of the year 2023, live here in Portland, Oregon, at the West Heavenly Father, that you may be glorified and magnified. Oh, Heavenly Father, you've called us this day to be decent and in order. In your word, oh, Heavenly Father, in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 17 through 34, it says, But in the following instructions, I do not commend you because when you come together, it is not for the better, but for the worse. For in the first place, when you come together as a church, I hear that there are divisions among you, and I believe it in part. For there must be factions among you in order that those who are genuine among you may be recognized. When you come together, it is not the Lord's Supper that you eat. For in the eating, each one goes ahead with his own meal. One goes hungry, another gets drunk. What do you have? Not houses to eat and drink in. Or do you despise the church of God and humiliate those who have nothing? What shall I say to you? Shall I commend you in this way? No, I will not. For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you. Oh, Heavenly Father, we thank you for reminding us of what you have given us, oh, Heavenly Father. 
your son Jesus. For he is the word, he is the bread, he is our redeemer, our resurrection of life, our hope, our intercessor, our chief apostle, our cornerstone. Oh, Heavenly Father, he is the rose, Sharon, and we call upon you, oh, Heavenly Father, we bow down. Remind us in our hearts, but in your word, oh, Heavenly Father, you told us that you would bring to remembrance. So help us, oh, Heavenly Father, on this first Sunday. Bring to remembrance. So therefore, oh, Heavenly Father, that our stories, oh, Heavenly Father, may be powerful and impactful through the gospel of the story that you have given us that we may bear witness and testify, O oh, Heavenly Father, and not be ashamed. We thank you. We thank you. And we say hallelujah because we praise you, O oh, Heavenly Father. We thank you, O oh, Heavenly Father, for your grace. And we magnify your holy name. And together, the church, we all together on one accord say, Amen. Amen.
also have a card that says, congratulations to you, amen. And we didn't read this last week, amen, because I didn't have it. And um, I want to read this to, to all of you, amen. It says, congratulations to you. So happy for you. You've worked so hard and accomplished so much, and you deserve all the happiness and success that comes your way. 39 years, congratulations. You have a lot to celebrate, the Kearney. And then they said, just popping in. And they sent a bag of popcorn. Amen? Amen. So that is truly a blessing. I want to say thank you to everyone for all of the birthday wishes, all the birthday cards, and all the birthday gifts. Truly appreciate you loving on your pastor. Amen? A group of us went out to dinner, and it was a pop two dinner, so don't say I wasn't invited. We just sat up here at the last minute and said, let's go eat. And we know people had other things going on, but we celebrated together, and you was right here with me, amen. So thank you for celebrating with me. I also said, and I, I thought about this late last night, uh, yesterday would have been my 39th wedding anniversary. And so truly... Thank God for being good. I've been Kimberly Black for 39 years, y'all. Longer than I was Kimberly Timmons. So it's an honor, it's a privilege, and a pleasure to be able to just be uh, who God has called me to be in such a time as this. Amen. Did that ring in your ear at such a time as this? Come on, don't let the word die down now. We got to keep repeating. And when a good word comes, you got to keep repeating every chance you get. Amen. Amen. I want to say happy birthday to all of our September birthdays. Woo-hoo! Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Sister Lanisha Black, on September the 6th. Amen. I want you to know that Sister Lanisha purchased us a projector. Amen. So she purchased us a projector. We're going to get it and get it set up and get everything done. Uh, she just got it last week. Also, we want to say happy birthday on September 13th to our very own Deacon Ray Gwynn. Woo-hoo! And on September 29th, our very own Sister Dorothy Hart. Amen. Hallelujah. Happy birthday to all of you. May God bless and keep you. Happy birthday to you. It's such an honor and a privilege and a pleasure to be able to celebrate you on your day. Amen. So be blessed in Jesus' name. May he continue to bless you. May he continue to make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Amen. Amen. Also, as we heard, this is our first Sunday, official Sunday. Next week, next month, we'll go back to our official black and white. Amen. I just did it today because I couldn't find nothing else to put on. Amen. And so we go, we'll go back into our official next month, black and white. Amen. Uh, we want to um, do our um, Safeway card. Amen. We want to do our Safeway card. And so uh, anybody excited about getting a $35? Amen. Now the rule is you have to be present or at work. Amen. So you, you would have said, Pastor, I'm working today. I can't, I can't be there. So it's first Sunday. People need to catch on now because they don't want to miss out on their blessing. Amen. Amen. That's the lesson today is talking about being a blessing. Amen. We, we are blessed, and so we are being a blessing to somebody else. And why would you want to miss out on your blessing? All right, I'm getting ready to spin the wheel. Minister, can you give us some, uh, some, 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 
Oh, I got a shake at the phone. I forgot. Give us some drum music. Drum music. It, I'm full of shaking. Okay, it's spinning. It's spinning. It's spinning. No, no, no. You know the game show drum. Okay, I'm sorry. All right, number one, Sister Kamisha Black. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Truly grateful to God. Let's remove her name right there. Amen. <laughs> Truly grateful to God. I'm trying to think, was there anything else that I needed to announce? Um, this Wednesday, um, we will be together for prayer. Every first Wednesday of the month, we come together as a church family to pray. So we will be on the prayer line. Amen. Thank you for um not fussing me out for not having Bible study in the month of August. But I took a break just to hang out with the family and lay on the couch and watch some TV and just do nothing. So thank you for not fussing about why we didn't have Bible study in the month of August. Pastor had a break. Amen. But we will start up this Wednesday with prayer at 7. Please join us. Because um, we're, we're still in a new move. We're still moving in a new direction. And we want to hear God speak to us. And we want to be clear about what he is speaking. So we don't want to miss anything. 7 o'clock on the prayer line. Amen. And then the following Wednesday, we'll be ready for Bible study. Amen. And I'm excited about what God has in store for us. We'll talk more about that later. But God is doing a great, say great work. Come on, say great work. God is doing a great work. So for those of you that are at home, please get your communion ready. You can get a cracker. You can get a piece of bread. You only need a little bit and a little bit of juice or a little bit of water, whatever it is you have. Um, and please get that. Let us remember to pray um, for um, Sister Vern, Deacon S. Vern Sanders, uh, Mother Carolyn Mays, Mother Gloria McClendon. I did speak to Mother yesterday, and she said that her body is getting better, and it's healing. Um, but her family was having a family reunion on today, and so she saved her energy for the family reunion. And she is the matriarch of her family, so how are you going to have a family reunion without the matriarch there? Amen? And so let us continue to keep up each other lifted up in prayer. It's time for praise and worship, What we have already been doing. Amen? We've already been praising him. We've already been worshiping him. But we just need to go a little bit higher. Amen? We're going to go a little bit higher, amen. We're going to go a little bit higher in Jesus, amen. Amen. Following our praise and worship, we're going to ask Elder to come and uh, give us our altar call so that we can come gather together at the altar and go before the Lord in prayer before we receive the spoken word of God. Come on and stand to your feet and put your hands together. Amen. Hallelujah. Do you believe that this is the day that the Lord has made? And are you prepared to rejoice and be glad about it? Hallelujah. Everybody sing that, yeah. Just go, honey, just 
gracious Father, how we love you and adore you. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. We honor you, Lord. We seek your face, Lord. We pour our adoration on you, O God, because you are God and God alone. You are calling us back to you, Lord. Lord, we come with thankful hearts. We come with grateful hearts. We come with hearts that are made up. Our minds are set on you, Lord. We want to know, Lord God, what it is to be a holy people in this current darkness. We want to know, Lord God, what you want us to do to cause our lights to shine a little bit brighter for you. We want to know, Lord God, what it is you want us to do that we may season this old land around us, Lord. You have called us back to you, Lord. And Lord God, a few of your servants, we heard the call. Hey, we heard you, Lord. We heard you, Lord, and we are here. We heard you, Father, and we bless you. We praise you, O oh God, for you are God alone. You threw us out of many waters. You set our feet to dancing. And now, Lord God, you want us to praise you. You want us to love you. You want us to adore you. And, Lord God, you remind us, Lord, that you work in us here on earth, loving one another, being patient with one another. Lord God, with all the patience you have shown us, now let us, oh God, as a body of believers, show it to one another. You've been long-suffering with us, Lord. Hey, hey, you've been long-suffering, Lord. You've been kind to us, Lord. Now, Lord God, we cry out to a holy God. Holy are you, Lord, righteous in all your ways. Forgive us, O God, whenever we slipped up. Everything that we let slide on our watch, Lord, we are sorry, Lord. We call on you, Father. For I know, Lord God, in your presence there is fullness of joy. And at your right hand there are pleasures forevermore. And, Lord God, we want you to know. We are thankful, Lord. Oh, God, how we thank you this day. Tomorrow is not promised to us, Lord. And yesterday is dead and gone. So I want you to know, Lord God, we are listening for that seal, small boy. And, Lord God, when we hear it, Lord God, we want to honor him. Lord God, we want to obey him. Because your word said, in the day you hear my voice, harden not your heart. So, Father, I pray that you will soften our hearts, open our ears to you, open our minds to you, open our hearts to you, Lord. Let us walk in newness of life. Let us seek you as never before. Because, Lord God, time is running out. Time is in your hands. But, Lord God, we know there's destruction in the land. So, Lord God, whatever you called us to do, individually, collectively, have your way, O God. Use us, O God, according to your plan. Before we took our first breath, Lord God, you already had a plan. You already knew what you wanted us to 
that we will align ourselves with your spirit to do what it is you want in the house of prayer. Father, when Solomon dedicated the temple, he said, if any, come. It would be a house of all, of all nations. It was a house of prayer. May we never forget, Lord God. May we never forget. May we never forget, Lord God, that you are the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. As Father God on our watch, we say, yes, Lord. We say, yes, Lord. We say, yes, Lord. We say, yes, Lord. From the bottom of our heart to the depths of our soul, we say, yes, Lord. Let your spirit move. Let your will be done, Lord God. Let your kingdom come, Lord God. Use us according to your will. Lord, sanctify this body according to your plan. But, Lord God, there is work to be done. There is death all around us, Lord. But yet you called us to go forth and proclaim the gospel of the good news. So now, Lord God, right now, everything that is not like you, while we are at the altar, let us lay it down at the altar. Lord God, because at your altar there is mercy. At your altar there is grace. At your altar there is forgiveness. And Lord God, at your altar there is love and kindness. So, Lord God, we pray today that as we go forth in this time of worship and praise, that you will be glorified. So, Lord God, we seek those things that will please you. You shifted something in us, Lord God. We want to praise you. We want to glorify you. We want to do the things that make you happy, Lord. So, Lord God, as we continue to die out to ourselves, may your spirit reign each and every one of us. And Lord God, like on this morning, where one can't go, may another be willing and ready to run on and take it on, Lord God, for you must be glorified. Ah, you must be honored and you must be praised. And Lord God, we ask it all now in the name of Jesus Christ, our only, our only hope for today and our only hope for tomorrow, our Lord and Savior, our King, the King of glory. The Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Thank God. Hallelujah and amen. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. All of the glory, Lord, belongs to you. All of the glory, all of the glory belongs to you. All of the glory, you deserve it. You deserve it, Lord. You deserve it. You deserve it, Lord. My hallelujah. 
My hallelujah belongs to your Lord. If your, if your hallelujah belongs to the Lord, come on and put your hands together. Hallelujah. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Oh, Lord, you are my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. The publisher of our Sunday School material chose to take us through the Bible in a year. And they started out in the book of Genesis, which means beginning. But the story that they brought to us, the first story, is nothing about the beginning. The book of Genesis is about the creation, about Adam and Eve, the origin of sin, Noah, and the story of redemption and salvation for mankind. Genesis talks about um, humanity, humanity's relationship with God, and then humanity's relationship with humanity. And also in the book of Genesis, we learn that we are supposed to be stewards of the earth. I don't know if you saw the Republican debate a couple of weeks ago, but the man said that there was no such thing as climate change. I beg to differ. Because it's raining in places that had never rained as hard before. People are experiencing triple-digit heat in areas that they've never experienced before. There's earthquakes happening, tornadoes and hurricanes. That's that's climate change. I thought, how can he say it's no such thing? The book of Genesis is, is, is to establish a theological, a historical foundation of God. We find the work of God here, and we, we get a good understanding of the sovereignty of who God is. The book of Genesis also shows us about covenant and promise. It shows us about faith and obedience. It shows us about family. It shows us about blessings and curses. The book of Genesis shows us the creation. It gives us a a, a better view of the creator and his sovereignty. The book of Genesis talks to us about humanity, talks to us about covenants and promises, faith, and obedience, family, blessing, and curses. This is a book we should be reading because we all have family. 
We're all human, and we deal with other humans. And we live on an earth that we didn't create. But we were given the responsibility to take care of it. I'm not going to go into how many of us recycle and use the compost bags to put your food in. How many of us recycle the plastic, the cans, the boxes? If we don't do that, it goes into the dump with all the other stuff, and then somebody has to try to sort it out. The stuff that's compost breaks down, right? It breaks down to help us be able to continue to take care of the earth. So let's, let's do our due diligence to be good stewards over the land which the Lord our God has given us. If you look at the daily reading, it takes you through Genesis. And each day, there's probably about three chapters that you'll be reading. There's 50 chapters in the book of Genesis. Chapter 10 uh, is where we find the story of the Tower of Babel, how the children of Israel felt like they wanted to have personal access to God for themselves. And they built this big old tower, talking about it's going to reach heaven. It's after this chapter, God calls this man we know as Abram. That's what our lesson calls him, Abram. I want to tell you a little bit about Abram. Where he lived with his father and all of their possessions, they were not true worshipers of Jehovah, Yahweh, the Prince of Peace, the, 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 the Savior, the Deliverer, the Myrick. They were not worshipers of the true and living God. So let's, let's I, I wanted to tell you that he, he lived, with his father and his siblings, because we know he had a nephew. His nephew's name was Lot, all right? And we know that Abram was married to a lady, and her name was Sarai, all right? Sarai. They, we later find out their names get changed, but right now we're Abram and Sarai, all right? So... Um, we also learn here that uh, this family is um, kinfolk to Noah and them, all right? Because it tells us from the lineage of Sham, Sham was a son of Noah, Abraham's fam- Abram's family came from that lineage. What we also learn here about Abram is that we can trace from Sham all the way down, 42 generations, to Jesus. I heard somebody praying today about God having a plan for us, and we're not really knowing what the whole plan looked like. Didn't nobody know nothing about Jesus when Abram and Sarai was together. But look how God has purpose. 
and how he plans out every step of our lives. So let's, 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 let's read here. Let's read here what um, they, they've selected for us to read. Um, I'm going to be reading from, again, my um, living Bible uh, so that we can, can, can get it quick, amen, and hear what is being said. Um, they're giving us verses 1 through 9. It says, after the death of Abram's father, his name was Terah, God told Abram, leave your own country behind you. Leave your own family and go to a land I will guide you to. How many of us see some problems right there? How many of us see some problems right there? Now, here is something talking to me that I really don't know. Who is this is the first thing I want to know. Because remember, they worship, they, they worship idols and they worship all kind of gods in the land that he lived in. And so here it is, you're hearing this voice. And it's telling you to leave your family. Now, it didn't say nothing about his mom and them, but it did say his father had died. And, and so we, we know that he, he had to have a brother, and his brother had to have a wife because they had a nephew. He had a nephew. But look at what God's telling him. He says, leave your country. Now, if somebody was to tell you to leave Oregon, if the Spirit of the Lord said, leave Oregon, go where I guide you, we're going to have some problems, ain't we? We're going to say, do I go north? Do I go south? Do I go east? Do I go west? Who I'm taking with me? How am I going to get there? I ain't got enough money. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm too shy to get up and leave Oregon and go somewhere else. Let's look at here. He says, I will guide you to the place. What I see here is, is God saying, trust me. What I see here, God saying, depend on me. Isaiah says, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Now, Abram didn't know that verse yet. But we have that verse. Abram didn't have, though I'll be with you always, even until the end of the earth. Abram didn't have, the Lord is my shepherd. He, he didn't have that. All he had was Sarai, his nephew Lot. And, and a few servants and a few other things that they were able to gather up. Verse 2 says, this is the Lord talking, if you do, I will cause you, now let me pause this right here. God promised Abram seven things. He promised him a sevenfold blessing. He says, if you do, 
go. I will cause you to become the father of a great nation. Let me pause and back up and give you a little bit of history. Abraham is 75 years old. He's too old to have some children. Come on, y'all. Sarai's womb was barren. She could not have children. She could not produce a child, even if this man was, was a young buck. Her womb would not allow her to give birth. Now here God is saying, I will make you a father of a great nation. So let me, let me give you a little bit more history here. Um, from Abraham, we have three religions. Um, oh, help me, Jesus. Islam, um, Christianity, and Judaism. Thank you, Elder. I had them highlighted, but I, don't, I need to write it out. We have three religions from this man. Islam. Judaism, and Christianity. That's how he became a father of many nations. That was one of the blessings that God gave him. So from this one man who did not know God, you have three religions that were formed from him. All right? He says, I will bless you and I'll make you um, um, a, a father of a great nation. I will bless you and make your name famous. Okay, let me, let me pause here to tell you how famous he is in Scripture. You can read about Abram from Genesis 11 to 25. You can read about him in Exodus chapter 2. You can read about him in Acts 7. Uh-oh, he crossed over. He left the Old Testament and came to the New. Acts 7, Romans 4, Galatians 3, Hebrews 2, 6, 7, and 11. Abraham is, 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 is a household no name. Amen? And we learn so much from Abram that it's important that we, this is noteworthy. Thank you, Lord. Noteworthy. Abram's faith pleased God. His faith pleased God. He says in the scripture, I will make your name famous and you will be a blessing to many others. God said, I'm not only going to bless you, but I'm going to bless you so you can bless others. Amen? Verse 3 says, I will, I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curse you. You ain't got to worry about those that do you wrong. You ain't got to worry about those that mistreat you and abuse you. Because when you live a life a faith that pleases God, oh, he got your back. He got it covered. 
You ain't got to worry about it. He'll, he'll take care of your enemy. See, Abram didn't have that verse that we read in Psalms 23, I'll make your enemies, not 23, um, but I'll make your enemies your footstool. Abram didn't have that verse. But we do. I'm just trying to help us see that we too can live by faith. We had so much more. We have so much more than Abram had. Remember, Abram had Sarai, <laughs> Lot, and a couple of little things and some servants. He didn't have the whole book that we have. He, he, we really, we've seen the end of the story. We know where the victory lies. He did not know that. He was dependent on this stranger to guide him to a place. And then this stranger said, I'm going to give you a sevenfold blessing. He says, and the entire world will be blessed because of you. Verse 4. So Abram departed as the Lord had instructed him. How many of us are doing what the Lord instructs us to do? How many of us are doing what the Lord instructs for us to do? I mean, it's some simple stuff. He said, don't be cussing them out. Don't be mean and stubborn. Don't be selfish and angry. Don't be cold-blooded. Don't be slowful. Don't be lazy. He's, he's given us daily instructions to help us live a life of faith that pleases him. I don't know if he's told any of us to pack up and leave family and friends and move on. But can I tell you, if he does, you need to do it. And don't worry about who you leave behind because we know everybody can't make it to the next level. Everybody, we, we've got certain people in our lives that push us to a certain place. And after a certain time, we outgrow that relationship. After a certain time, we, we become unequally yoked. And so where we're going, they can't go. All they can do is stand behind us and prayerfully they'll cheer us on. They won't be mad at us. I got I got a message yesterday from my friend. She said, thank you for being my friend that's not jealous of my successes. I can't go what do what she do, can't go where she goes. But I root her on every time. She's doing something else, accomplish another goal, accomplish another task. I can't be with her in all the things that she does, but I'm saying do it, go for it. Here, this is my thought. This is my idea. This is, do that. Share this. Make sure you're you. Be transparent. I can't go with her to them places she's going. She's going to Salem. She's going to Chicago. I can't pack up and go with her every time she goes somewhere. We've been friends about 10, 15 years. I can't just pack up and go where she goes. So I say, go. I root her on. So don't feel like, because this is my brother, this is my sister, they're going with me to the next level. Abraham's brother didn't get to go. He had to stay behind. Abraham's cousins didn't get to go. They had to stay behind. Lot's mama didn't get to go. She had to stay behind. 
Lot couldn't take his boo thing. She had to stay behind. Come on, y'all. So we cannot be afraid to go where God is guiding us to. So Abraham departed as the Lord instructed him, and Lot went to. Abram was 75 years old at that time. Now remember, they lived a long time in the Bible. And they, 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 they weren't, no, don't y'all get mad, because I'm growing like this too. They wasn't feeble. Amen. At 75, they wasn't using, you know, stuff pushing up on the couch to get up off the couch. And they wasn't using walkers and, and oh, they, come on, y'all. They, they was looking like Elder Farmer here. Stand up, Elder. See, Elder El helped all of us up the stairs like four or five times. Amen. At 75, that's what they was looking like. Amen. <laughs> and he, he had a work to do for the Lord. So, so what are we saying? You're never too old for the Lord to use you. Don't, don't think because you're 75 and you got a walker, he can't use you. You still got a mouth, don't you? You, you 75 and, and you, you ain't stopped working yet. Mine just as sharp as it want to be. So, okay, you stand up. You stand up too. This is 75 for real. That's Brother Pharaoh. And he works hard. Not only here, but at home. That, that's how Abram was. A worker. And, and we too can be workers. Well, I, I can't, I can't, I can't. Well, enough with the I can't. There's something for everybody to do. Elder Minneweather has a list of all of the incarcerated men and women that we're sending notes and cards to. You can buy you some stamps. You don't have to send, that list is, 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 is a girthy list. You don't have to send to everybody on the list. This month you send five. You cross off them five. Next month you send the next five. Next month you do the next five. Come on, y'all. We can send cards to those that are incarcerated. We can share food with somebody that's standing in line. We can buy gas for somebody that's standing in line. If somebody was to buy my gas, I'd probably get out and start dancing. Because that's $50 I could do something else with. Amen? But, but we, 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 we are to be a blessing to others. So Abram, verse 5, he took with him Sarai, his nephew, his wife Sarai, his nephew Lot, and his wealth, the cattle slaves that he had gotten in Haran, and finally arrived in Canaan. Now, as I was looking at the lesson and, and, and looking at, at different Bibles, they made like six different pit stops before they got to Canaan. And when you're studying and you're reading, make note of these different places because um, one of the places that they stopped, we find where Jacob wrestled with the angel all night long. Okay, y'all stay with me because this is going to, I'm going to talk about this again. Um, but we find that, that, that there was significance into significant things happen in some of the places 
that he traveled through that happened much later. We know that Canaan, we read a lot about Canaan in the New Testament. Amen? So it says, traveling through Canaan, they came to a place near Shechem and set up camp beside the oak at Marah. This area was inhabited by Canaanites at this time. So he wasn't going to, a new de- to, to do a new development. The land had already been developed. People were already living there. They were already working, raising families, doing their own thing. And here come Abram to this land that God had guided him to. Verse 7 says, Then Jehovah appeared to Abram and said, I'm going to give this land to your descendants. And Abram built an altar there to commemorate Jehovah's visit. For a moment, let's talk about the altar. The altar is a place of gratitude and a place of worship. The altar is for the saints. The altar is where the presence of the Lord is. And so every time um, the children of Israel um, went to a place and they experienced the awesomeness and the supernaturalness of God, they set up an altar as a memorial to the next generation. So that when they came through and they saw the altar, they would know, oh, the presence of the Lord is here. They would know, oh, I'm supposed to praise and worship and magnify the Lord our God who was with my mama and my mama and my mama in them down through the years. What, what, have we, what are we leaving for that generation that won't know us? They'll only know us through pictures. I think about my grandchildren. They know Grandpa Gary only through pictures and only through what we tell them about their Grandpa Gary. What will your generation uh, that's coming that won't see you physically, what will they know about you? What marker will you have left for them for them to know that I'm supposed to be praising the Lord. I'm supposed to be serving the Lord. I'm supposed to be living holy and righteous and blameless in a corrupt and perverted world. What will you leave them to know? So Abram built an altar. An altar is a place where we mark our tangible expressions to God. Come with thanksgiving. Come with gratitude. Come with humility. Next Sunday when you come to the altar, you should, you should have a whole different mindset of coming to the altar. Because I'm coming with gratitude. I'm coming with thanksgiving. I'm coming to worship the Lord, our God, in spirit and in truth. So verse 7. We read that, Jehovah 8. Afterwards, Abram left that place and traveled southward to the hilly country between Bethel on the west and Ai on the east. There he made camp and made an altar to the Lord and prayed to him. 
So when you come to the altar, and we have altar calls, don't let the person with the mic be the only one praying. Don't just come and stand here. Don't just come and kneel at the altar. Come with some words in your mouth to talk to God. Ain't that what he did? He prayed to God. A man he did not know. Look at how obedient he was. He got up and went at the voice of somebody he did not even know. That's faith. Verse, um, verse 9 says, Then he continued slowly southward to Negev, pausing frequently. Every now and then, we need to shut down. Pause. In your shutdown time, that's when you um, fast and pray. That's when you recommit your life and your service to the Lord. I'm just trying to give us some practical things to do as we're reading through the Bible. How can we make it? How, how can we make it? So every now and then we need to pause and step back. Shut down Facebook, Instagram. Turn the phone off for certain hours of the day. So I can what? Focus on God. So that I can hear from God. Why? Because I'm doing something I don't even know how to do. I'm going somewhere I don't even know where I'm going. I'm about to say some stuff I ain't never said before. About to meet some people I've never met before. We are in service to the Lord. And if we are in service to the Lord, we got to follow his direction, his instructions, follow his manual. Verse 10 says, there was at that time a terrible Phantom in the land. They had a food shortage. Do you all know that we have a food shortage here right now? We, we, when we experienced it, 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 it's been happening for some time, but we weren't really made aware of it until 2020. Let me give you an example The only um, mom-and-pop store that we have on this side of town is two, Chuck's and William Avenue, right? Willie used to own, right? But weren't there more mom-and-pop stores around here? Well, that, we got, you got Casey's Market up the street. Franklin, well, yes, it's Jack now, whatever the name of it is. We don't have to be company anymore. It's a food store? Okay. 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 I think it's furniture, but I don't know. I don't know. But, but the, the 
to get quality food, you have to go to the big box stores. And the big box stores are not in walking distance to us. That's, that's where the food shortage came in. Is, is they took, and you can't buy food on credit. They used to go to Chuck's, and, and Mama told me to come down here and get some cornmeal because she's trying to find fish. She don't have no money. she pay you next week. And the man at Chuck's gave the kid the cornmeal, right? And then when Mama got paid next week, she said, I'm here to pay off what I owe. We can't do that no more. So we are experiencing a phantom in the land. <laughs> they experienced something. And, 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 and so Abram went on down to Egypt to live. He didn't stay there. Okay? He didn't stay there. Verse 11, 12, and 13. But as he was approaching the border of Egypt, he asked Sarai, his wife, to tell everyone that she was his sister. He lied. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Even when you are on the assignment for God, you might mess up. Hallelujah. You might miss the mark. But don't let that stop you. Why? Because of the sevenfold blessing that God has promised you. She says, you are very beautiful. That's what he told her. You beautiful, girl, you fine. He said, and the Egyptians will see you. They will kill me and take you. So just tell them you're my sister. God blessed Abram. And what we see from his life is that God will take us to unexpected places just to bless us. The sevenfold blessings that God gave Abram was land, make his name great, make him a great nation, make his name great. He would bless him with wealth. He would bless others that blessed him. And he would curse others that cursed him. And then he would cause him to be a blessing to others. We learn from Abram that faith, blind faith, pleases God. Abram was respected by others. He was courageous. He defended his family. He practiced hospitality. And he avoided conflict. What word do we get from Abram today? And that word is blessed. Saints of God, we need to believe. Know that faith without works is dead. We need to lift others with our obedience. E, we need to embrace sacrifice for God's promises. 
S is we need to serve as a channel of blessing. And the other S stands for stand firm on our relationship with God. I'm going to give you that again. I made an acronym out of the word bless. Believe. Lift L, lift others through your obedience. E, embrace sacrifice for God's promises. S, serve as a channel of blessing. S, stand firm on your relationship with God. Let us stand all over the building. Make sure I gave you all my notes here. From this lesson, we were able to analyze the story of God's call and promise to Abram, embrace the joy that Abram and Sarai's faith gave to them from obeying the Lord. And now we have time to make a decision, to make a choice. Will we, will we willingly sacrifice to claim the promises that God has for us? Will you willingly sacrifice to receive the promise that God has for you? I don't know what he's calling you to sacrifice. I don't know what he's calling you to do. But he wants us to be obedient. He wants us to have faith. Other many, whether it's coming now with our Lord's Supper. Lord is great and greatly to be praised. The scripture reminds us as our hearts have burned and we've heard a word from the Lord. We're never too old to follow the Lord. Our obedience houses not only a blessing for us, but blessings for others. So let us, as we prepare to commune, let us examine our hearts. Maybe God has already called you, and you're just not sure, but you're willing to say, Lord, I surrender. It's never too late. God is a God of mercy. God is a God of grace. Gracious Father, as we examine our hearts now, Lord, we love you. We honor you, and we pray today, Lord God, as a body of believers, as we focus, Lord God, we set our focus on you and the call 
of what it is you would have us to do. To leave, Lord God, a marker. To leave a legacy of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So that others, Lord God, coming behind us, we'll know that there is a God. My mama, he was good enough for my mama. He was good enough for my grandma. And Lord, I hear you calling me. Take me by my hand, Lord. Take me by my hand. Let me move out in the faith of Abraham, Lord God. Help me not to be afraid to let go and say, i got to do what God called me to do. Lord, we love you today. So, Lord God, whatever it is that you want us to do, we may have messed up on yesterday, just like Abraham did. <laughs> but you're a God of mercy, and you're a God of grace. And then, Lord God, help us to continue on in your promises and the things that you want us to do. Faith doesn't see where the journey takes it. Faith believes that you will lead us to that place. And, Lord God, along the way, may we stop and praise you and trust you and let the world know that you are there in our lives. We are here on assignment for Jesus. We love you, we praise you, and we honor you in this place. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah and amen. The word of God says, for I have received the Lord of the Lord, that which I also delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus on that same night in which he was betrayed, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do in remembrance of me, shall we eat. Amen. And after the same manner also, he took the cup when he, when he had felt saying, This cup, this cup, this is why he went to Calvary. This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye, as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me, shall we drink Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm drinking with you, hallelujah, in the presence of the Lord. We love the Lord today. Amen. If your heart has received a blessing today, can you say amen in the presence of the Lord? Hallelujah. What a word of blessing. What a word of encouragement. What a word of hope and faith. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing is by the word of God, and we've been encouraged today. Amen. If all hearts are clear in the presence of the Lord, we will now have our benediction. I hope everybody is happy. Amen. Amen. In the presence of the Lord. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we're absent one from another. This we ask in Jesus' name. And the church of God said, Amen. Amen. Have a blessed week in the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Sometimes there are obstacles in the road that can leave you feeling low. And you don't know how to move forward 
And sometimes there are turns you want to take But the way gets hard to trace Now you're wondering how did you get here But don't you give up until you see How God is ordering your steps So you can walk into your seats He that has begun A great work in you Is faithful to perform God is faithful to perform He that has begun A great work in you Is faithful to perform Our God is faithful Great 